Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to CADCast number 91, the special Tokyo Game Show special. I'm your host, <laughs> Chief ED, in Tokyo, Japan. Oh, and I'm Wombat, and my apartment smells like steakums. Steakums? Yeah, we made steak on the Griddler, but it just smells like steakums. Oh. My roommates used to make them all the time. I thought you were going to say you made steakums, and then I would have been really worried for you. No, but I do like steakums. Right. It's not quite steak. It's not quite. Uh, mm. It's not quite the bottom of your shoe. <laughs> not, not quite. Anyway, wombat. Yes. We didn't do a show last week, right? No, that would be because you didn't want to. Well, no, it was because there was Tokyo Game Show going on, and there was a lot of beer that uh, had to be drank. Drank? Is, some, someone had to do it. Is that a word? Drank? Yeah. Sure. Yeah, of course yeah. it is. You could say I drank a lot of beer. Right. The beer didn't have to be drank. Right. That's true. And I did drink a lot of beer. <laughs> there you go. So that's uh, it's certainly uh, fitting. But we'll get into some of the, the Tokyo, all of the Tokyo Game Show excitement uh, once we, once we what, Wombat? <laughs> once we get, I have no idea. Once we uh, tell you how to get your free CAG bracelets. Oh, yeah, I have to do that too, don't I? Yes, you do. Uh, my mom is anxiously waiting by our P.O. box to receive your self-addressed stamped envelope. So you she can actually get... moved to the P.O. box, didn't you? Absolutely, yeah. She lives in the post office now. That's good. Uh, so you can send your self-addressed stamped envelope uh, to CAG. P.O. Box 354, Merrick, New York, 11566. And, you know, that means you put a stamp on both envelopes. It turns out that we have to put an extra, extra postage on the return stamp because the envelopes are, once you put the bracelet in, the envelopes are too thick for the, the automated postage machines, the, uh, whatever you call those things that the postmen use. Automated and, postage machines? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it rips the envelope, so they have to. They we have to pay an extra seventeen cents. So if you guys want to put that extra seventeen cents on, that would save me seventeen cents. If you don't, yeah. I'll cover it for you. But you're a nice guy. If you happen to have that, those extra seventeen cent stamps for a grand total of uh, forty fifty eight cents, right? Yeah. Then yeah, you could hook like that up. Who knows? I don't know. I, I stopped listening. My mom said that, uh, you know, for the first couple of days, it was just like a handful of, of envelopes that she was receiving. And then the next time she went to the box, there was like over 200. <laughs> so she was like, <laughs> she was like, Oh no. But, uh, yeah, keep them coming. We still have uh, plenty to give out. So, uh, yeah, they say live, no, they say play cheap on them on one side and cheapassgamer.com on the other. It's a hot item, doing? Wombat. It is a hot item. Especially for the low, low price of uh, a couple stamps. <laughs> and my mom is lonely, so write her little notes on the envelope, too. She said she was getting a lot of little notes. Oh, cool. Nothing dirty, though. Keep it clean, guys. <laughs> it's my mom. I know what you're thinking, but it's my mom. I wasn't thinking that. I don't know why you are. It's your I'm mom. Just That's saying. gross. I'm just saying, you know. Mm -hmm. Respect is what I'm saying. <coughs> Got to have the right amount of respect, mom. Anyway. Uh, I don't have much of an update on the Circuit City legal battle. Not but, really a battle. But uh, Circuit City clearly facing the pinch 
from the cheap-ass gamers who have refused to shop there, which is not something that I'm telling you to do, but some people decided on their own that, uh, you know, they weren't happy with Circuit City and they're going to take their business elsewhere. Seems like a lot of people are taking their business elsewhere because their last... uh their last sales report, they they lost sixty two sixty three million dollars on that. That's a lot of money. Yeah, and basically this analyst with Sanford C. Bernstein in New York, uh, Colin McGran, said, uh, "This said their quarter was horrendous. It's hard to lose that much money with just about everything going wrong." <laughs> so yeah. yeah. So as Nelson would say, ha ha. Yes. Also, you know, we were the first to report that uh, Circuit City will be changing their name to the city. The city. You heard it here first, folks. And now we have a CAG on our forum, Pats, who lives near, lives in Richmond, Virginia, which is where Circuit City's headquarters are. And there was a big sign on their building uh, that says, uh, we're open. And then it says, the city. It has their new logo, which just says, the city. It's the same as the old logo. It just instead of saying Circuit City, it says the city in a big city. red circle. Somehow, I don't think changing the name to the city is going to help anything. You know, I was thinking about this this morning. I yeah. think the circuit is a better name than the city. <laughs> the circuit? The circuit. It can imply many things. How about- Like a racing circuit? Right. Or a tr- or a circuit in your electronic device. At least, at least it also lets you think about electronics. The city doesn't- in any way, imply electronics. How about so, just the? The. Or the the. The the, that's a band. Or it. How about it? Yeah, I don't know if that's going to work. How about going out of business? Going out of business, there you go. The Everything must go. How about that? That sounds good. Mm-hmm. Oh, I just closed my outline here, Wombat. I, I can't help you there. Well, in the meantime, I'll say let everyone know that Mrs. Wombat and I are waiting patiently for a realtor to call, call because we're in negotiations right now for a home. Really? The Massapequa yes. home? A Massapequa home. A Massapequa uh, home. Massapequa Mass- seems to be the place that you're focusing on. Well, you know, it's where how, homes are in our price range and it has a, one of the better school districts. Right. You know, Merrick's not what it used to be. Merrick is pretty up and upscale, I think, Wombat. Yes, I, 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 I know it is. We can't afford Merrick. Right. Nobody can afford it. No, I just like to make myself feel better by saying it's gone to crap. Okay. So before we move on to the ter- all the ter- oh, the hooligans. The hooligans? Hooligans, I say. Before we go on to the Tokyo Game Show action, should we uh, go over this week's releases, uh, courtesy of CAG Foreplay? Uh, but b- because we're uh, recording the show early this week, so you- we can get you Tokyo Game Show news only slightly late. <laughs> Uh, instead of really late, uh, the, the foreplay podcast isn't up yet, so I haven't heard what the shipwrecks had to say yet about these games. But of course, it's all about Halo Three this week. Wow. I was gonna say there's only one game we're talking about, and we're gonna skip everything else and leave that to them. It, okay, it's only it's only fair. Okay, and we'll t- we'll talk about Halo Three, but aren't we gonna save that for later anyway? I don't know. Why not talk about it now? You want to save save it for it. Microsoft? It's really that's your call. It's your uh, your names on the website. <laughs> no, it's not. No, My it fake name anything. is on the website. Fake, it's your fake name in front of everyone's face. Right. Um, I'm just your wacky sidekick. Well, let's talk about it now. Let's get it out of the way now, I think. <laughs> like a Band-Aid? Yeah. Rip it fast. Rip. 
Yes. Well, I'm about six chapters in on the nine-chapter uh, single player. Okay. Now, you received an early copy, Wombat. I received an early copy on Friday night. A lot of people were speculating that I bought it from 7-Eleven. And uh, I will let you all know right now, I did not break the street date. It was sent to me. You're welcome, by the way. Thank you. By our good friends at uh, at Microsoft. Right. They, well, sent, they sent me an email and they asked me if they should send it to me or you. Oh, really? They asked who they should? You didn't tell me that. Yeah, you well, you know. They actually had the option there. I'm telling you now. They said, oh, we want to get this that. out to you, but we want to you know, make sure you get it as soon as possible. Should I send it to you or should I send it to Wombat? And you know what, Wombat? I said, send it to Wombat. He's going to complain otherwise. So... Also, the fact that it won't play in your 360 was probably part of the uh, that was the real deci- decision-making <laughs> process. The, that was the real let's, reason. Let's not uh, beat around this issue here. You only send it to me because you can't play it. Right. It's coming out Thursday here in Japan. So Tuesday in America, Thursday in Japan, and today is Tuesday morning in Japan. And it's now Monday evening here in New York. Right. So what do you think, Wombat? Halo 3 said the reviews seem to be very positive. I mean, talking 95 Well, it depends on hundreds. who you ask. 9.5 to some people for Halo 3, they might as well have given it zero. <laughs> Why? No, nobody can be upset about 9.5. Have you, do you even read your own website? I haven't. I actually, I haven't. You know, because of the beer that I've been drinking, I've been mostly in a coma for the last week people seem to be mixed on the on the 9.5 how how dare gears of war get better review scores review scores bioshock gets a 10 and this game gets a 9.5 there's something wrong there's something wrong when you care a lot about review scores i feel it's just you know if it's a positive review that's all you really need to know i mean what's the difference if it's a 9.5 or a 9.7 besides the 0.2 points it so far, I'm in, uh, yeah, I'm enjoying the single player game. Um, how, how does it compare to the uh, to Halo Two? A lot of people not that blown away by the single. Yeah, player Yeah, no, campaign. it's it's a much better single player game than Halo Two. What makes it better? You're not going through the same like corridors yeah, over and there's over. There's a lot of variation on environment. You mm-hmm. there's some things are just very satisfying. You know, gr- going to a turret and ripping it off. Yeah, and carrying the big machine gun around. Yep. And plowing down uh, grunt, uh, grunts and uh, other things is pretty cool. Brutes, that's the word I'm looking for. Grunts right. and brutes, yeah, it's satisfying. Mm-hmm. It's uh, it's pretty, you know, you know what I find interesting? And it's just because I'm so used to it now. Yeah. Pretty much every first or third person shooter I, I play has, you know, uh, a, a way to seek cover. Yeah, that's like the new hotness in, in shooting yeah. games. Yeah. And you can't do that in Halo Three. I mean, you the old can. fashioned you, way you do it. You yeah, duck you can do the old, yeah, you can duck and hide behind a thing, but he doesn't lean against the wall and poke his, right. his gun out. Right. And I miss that a little. I wish there was a way. I wish they had implemented that somehow. I, it would I change the like game that. so much, though. It would change like the fundamentals of the game, and they just they can't do it because. I don't know if it would really change the fundamentals that it much. Would, it, they, it, would, it could yeah. be the exact same game it is now. But in terms of the multiplayer and stuff, it would really change the game. Yes. Well, that would be different for multiplayer. That is true. Mm-hmm. It might not be a bad thing for multiplayer. Maybe. Um, I haven't been able to play on the network because the network's not up. It's up now, though, I think. Is it up now? I'll I think play I, after I, I the think show, maybe. Yeah, I think I saw. Yeah. Cool. But, uh, yeah. But I did get to play the... Uh, I'm, I'm basically almost... Because it's only nine chapters in the single player. So how many hours is that about? They say it takes... Uh, Nine to eleven hours, we'll say, right, okay. if you play alone. 
Got it. If you play co-op, it could take like five to six hours. Right. I'm, well, I'm really looking forward to that. You know, that game is on my list. You know, there's a three-page uh, article about it in the New Rolling Stone, which I thought was interesting. Hmm. Well, because yeah. they don't really cover video games, let alone a three-page article on Halo Three. Halo Three is more than really just a video game. I don't mean because the game is so awesome or anything, but it's just such a it's such a big part of of media now, just in terms of the the sales that it that it generates. It it, it has it has it'll generate yeah it'll ge- be the most successful piece of media when Halo 3 launches in terms of the sales uh, in one day it'll sell it'll make the generate the most money of anything ever would you say that's the most impressive thing that Microsoft's been able to accomplish in the video game arena is to make a viable to make a viable property because well, Sony yeah. Bungie really made has it, it, but <laughs> Bungie made it, but Bungie is part of now they Microsoft. Are. Yeah, I mean, look, if here's the here's what it comes down to: Will Halo Three sell Xbox 360s? Xbox 360, despite I think it's both both of our choices as being the best console out there right now in terms of you know putting putting aside the the fact that they break all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, but in terms of the, the games that the quality and quantity of games available and the online system and the interface and all the different things you can do with it, I think we both agree that the 360 is the best system. Correct? Yeah, yeah. Right now? I mean, is that yeah, wrong yeah. to say? I mean, nope. I don't think that's very contra- I don't think it's a very controversial thing to say. So, nope. despite despite that, it just hasn't been selling all that great. I mean, it's getting it's getting beaten by the Wii now, and they had a year head start, and the Wii has no games. But well, it's half uh, the price. Well, it's yeah. So we'll see. Like it's it'll be really interesting this holiday season if if the if Halo Three will sell three sixties. I think it also has a lot to do with that with a younger demographic. Is a younger demographic does the younger demographic want Halo? Depends how young. I mean, I think everybody I'm, wants it. I was going to say, is that like, are there like 10, 11 year olds going Halo? Yeah. Oh, have you played okay. online, Wombat? I guess so. I mean, I don't, you know, I'm asking questions. I'm, yeah, I'm would you hear the guy that myself. talks like this? I got you. You could be playing me. You could be playing Wombat. You don't know. It could just be somebody with a, the mentality of an 11 year old. Yes. Which would be you, Wombat. It would be me. So, yeah. So you like it. Obviously. I do like I mean, it. I like say? the single player. I haven't finished it yet. I'm looking forward to playing through it at co-op with with some peeps. Yeah, we'll t- um, I'm sure we'll talk about it more next week. Uh, I'll hopefully. I mean, here's the deal. Here, you know, so I got the the Japanese 360 now. So I'm assuming the American version is going to be region protected. I'm just Gears of War wasn't. I don't think, but you never know with the Microsoft stuff. It's sort of it could go either way. Um, if it is region protected, then I'll check out the Japanese version, but only if it has English English support. I don't want no Japanese halos. <laughs> so if, and if that's you know if that's the case, there's no English in that. Then I'll have to get the Asian version, which will definitely have English. Interesting. So I'll have to see. I'll fi- I guess I'll head over to the store. You know, I'm gonna he- go to Akihabara on Thursday morning, which, which is when the game is launching, and we'll I'm see. Sure there'll be long lines in Japan. Well, for I'm it curious well. to see. You know, who's turning up for that, and maybe I'll snap some photos. You and the two other white guys in Japan. I'll make a. Uh, you know, Flynn from from Gay Gamer is going to be staying with uh, staying with us here in uh, Fabulous Lions Tower. 
Uh, Very nice. So uh, I may, I guess I'll have to drag him with me. Kicking there you go. He yeah. can be my photographer. <laughs> my bodyguard. Him. Actually, he can be my bodyguard. That's better. He's got a lot of tattoos, Wombat. Oh, there you go. He can be intimidating. <laughs> Um, Anything else this week you wanted to talk about? Any of these? Well, other no, games? I just want you know the other thing I was gonna say about Halo, and I guess is also, it's not that the graphics are bad, but they don't blow me away. It looks just like a high definition version of Halo, and it seems like the the character models look bigger, and I guess that's because it's in high definition now. The resolution is higher, maybe. Yeah, I, it's it's hard to say. Like, there's part of me is like, well, maybe I should pop in Halo Two and really compare, but it doesn't. It's, I don't know. You know. I think it looks really. I think it, it, it looks, looks impressive. Good. Don't get me wrong. I'm I just, know what you I mean. I don't know. I, know what I you guess mean. I was just expecting. You, your expectations get so high that it's so hard not to be let down. I think the beta said everybody gave everybody realistic expectations, but I'll tell you at on the show floor at Tokyo Game Show they had at the Microsoft booth they had this, uh, you know, a stage and a giant screen and they had Halo Three running on it. And it looked really good. I mean, it, and it looked like it was fun to watch people playing it. A lot yeah, more. Maybe, maybe yeah. it's just me then. Yeah, well, we'll see. We'll see. Exactly. We'll see. Also, this week, uh, Skate for the PS3 is coming out. I should have it this week for Xbox 360. Uh, so oh, I should okay. be able to talk about my impressions for next week's show. Sounds good. Enjoy. And, I don't know. Listen to the CAG uh, foreplay podcast for the rest of the new yeah. releases so we can move right on to Tokyo Game Show. Tokyo Game Show. Tokyo Game Show was a lot less crowded this year, Wombat. At least, really? At least during the two days I went. Thursday and Friday were the, the industry media days or whatever. Well, when people heard Major Nelson wasn't going to be there, they just canceled their reservations. Yeah, I would imagine, or they lost their passports in uh, protest. Exactly. <laughs> they so, boycotted passports. I guess the best way to go through the show is I'll let's talk about some of the parties first. I'm just going to go like look at my calendar here and see what I did. And then we'll go to the games that I, that I played after that. So the show was Thursday and Friday, but the festivities started on Tuesday night uh, with the Kotaku party. Kotaku rented out a bar near Shibuya. And uh, I went wombat. I would assume you would. And I drank a lot of beer. And I that hung doesn't out, surprise me either. Hung out with the Kotaku guys. Uh, you know, of course, the two Bryans, uh, who I hung out more with more later. Uh, who else did I see at the Kotaku party? I saw and spoke to uh, Roberto from Gaming Age. Do you know Gaming Age, wombat? It's a gaming uh, website. Say yes. Say yes. Uh, yes. He's listening. Yes. He's a big fan yes. of the CADcast. Yes, in of course. In fact, uh, he said that he was listening to the CADcast that very day <gasps> of the party. <gasps> Gasp, Wombat. Well, He's a very, very nice guy. Uh, also, uh, Spencer from Silicon Arrow was there. Very cool. He, uh, he gets a few sakes in him, and I have to say, he gets quite loud. He was, it, was, it was one of those situations where... People were turning around. He was so loud that people kept turning around to see what the commotion was. And it was just Spencer yelling, basically, that he loves sake and he loves GPD. It sounds like Mrs. Wombat when she has too much. It was pretty wild. I, I started calling him Quiet Spencer because That's he, funny. he wasn't I, really quiet. Because he's not quiet. I get it. It's, yeah. I understand. So the cops came to uh, <laughs> investigate the party because the party 
it was a little stuffy in the bar, as most uh, bars in Tokyo are. So we sort of spilled onto the street. And mm. by sort of, I mean, you know, a lot of all people. Over, yeah. yeah, all over the street. And so the cops came. And they told us to go back inside. And we did. So that was wow, exciting. That was, a, that was a hell of a story. That, yeah. I mean, I, did you poop loved... in an alleyway? Because if you don't poop in an alleyway, that no. was a complete waste of my time. No, I didn't even think about pooping in an alleyway. But that was fun, and it was a, you know, a very big thanks to the guys from Kotaku who who footed the bill for all the for everything. There was food, nice. and, food and drinks. Very nice. Did anyone ask about me? That's I'm going to ask you that after every party. Did uh, anyone, did ask, anyone about ask about you? I don't think so. I don't think so. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Okay. Maybe it's. I had a lot to drink, so it's go possible. To the next one, whatever. <laughs> okay, go so Wednesday one. was the big sumo day, Wombat. Yeah, sumo. So if everybody remembers, Major Nelson uh, of Xbox fame wanted to go to sumo, and I picked up a uh, four t- tickets to sumo. Actually, I bought a box, Wombat. Now, yes. everyone else also probably knows that Major Nelson lost his passport. His passport was stolen. We're not really sure what happened. But the result was no he Tokyo. Didn't go game. to Tokyo, right? No Tokyo game show for Major Nelson. So I had to grab a replacement body, and that replacement was uh, Brian Crescente from Kotaku. I was already taking uh, Brian Ashcraft, so I figured, what's you know another Brian? From what's Kotaku? one more Brian in the mix? Right. I was right, and uh, the other guy was Chris Palladino from the Gamerscore blog. He's uh, handles the. Sites like ours for yes. for Microsoft. So I figured it would be a great opportunity to uh, to schmooze a little bit. Smooze. So schmooze. I said schmooze. You said smooze. Whatever. It's a smooze. So you're such a bad Jew. Like I mentioned, I bought a box. Now I've never been to a sumo match before, so I knew that you sat on the floor. There was like you know you have cushions, but you're you're sitting in a you're literally mm-hmm. sitting in a box on the floor. But the tickets were pretty expensive. You know, we're talking, I don't know, about 85 bucks a ticket. So 85 bucks times four. That's really expensive. Yeah. I mean, I bought the best seats that I could get that were still available. Now, this box is really not designed for four white guys. It's made for four little Japanese people. Oh, uh, was it very tiny? It was so tiny that when we got there, I know Chris Palladino is a pretty big guy. I'm a big guy. Ashcraft is, you know, no slouch. Crescente is, you know, very felt and uh, Japanese in his stature. But yeah, he looks like Doug Henning. <laughs> but the other, uh, the, uh, the rest of us were not. So we look, I looked at this box. I hope box. that makes it to Kotaku, by the way, that I just said that he looks like. Oh, I, these, you know, some one of the guys from PlayAsia thought he looked like a Colombian drug lord. Nice. He looked like if a Colombian drug lord and Doug Henning had a child. Yeah. So let's just say we were in very close contact for the entire sumo match. And the weird thing was, like, the boxes next to us were empty. So we could have just taken over a couple boxes. But for some reason, we all decided to just stay scrunched Squat up together. Everywhere. Yeah. In- instead of, although the last 10 or 15 minutes, we we did expand into the other box. But... It was a really good time. It was really fun. I definitely would like to go back there, but not with four whiteies in a box meant for four Japanese people. How was the food? At the at the event? At the yeah. sumo? It was okay. I mean, actually, it was funny because there were these old ladies sitting in front of us in their own box. And 
they were getting up and I noticed that they, I thought they were, I wasn't sure if they were leaving or what, but I noticed they had a couple sandwiches and some edamame and looked like they might have been leaving. So I, I turned to, uh, Chris Paladino. I was like, I was like, hey, what are you, what are you guys leaving those sandwiches or what? <laughs> and sure enough, I mean, they couldn't have possibly heard me or understood me. I mean, so I think, so, so I think. thought, but they gave me their sandwiches. <laughs> and their edamame, and I ate them. How was it? It was delicious, of course. What kind of sandwich? Do you so, even uh, know? Yeah, of course I know. I'm very familiar with the Japanese sandwiches. It was fried pork sandwich uh, was Ooh. one of them, and they had a ham pork and cheese. Katsu? Yeah. So it was pretty good, and that was that was fun. We had some sake and beer, of course. Very uh, good. And it was a really cool experience. And Yokozuna lost at the end, so everybody threw their cushions. That's what that's what happens Ooh. when people get excited. Is that the same like WWE Yokozuna? No, I think he died. Did no, he I die? No, Yokozuna just means like cha- is like the champion level sumo. Oh, so okay. there's two Yokozunas right now. One of them is basically about to retire in disgrace. He wasn't he wasn't wrestling, but the other guy was there and he lost. Why is he going to retire in disgrace? Was he like underage women disgrace? Or no, it was weird. Like he took abuse? some he took time off. Right, he said he was hurt. So he he wasn't going to wrestle in this latest tournament, and then it found out they found out that he was not really hurt, but he because he was like playing soccer somewhere in Mongolia. He's Mongolian. A lot of these guys are Mongolian. I see. And they caught him on tape playing soccer, and clearly he wasn't hurt. And then when all this press descended on him, he basically had like an emotional breakdown. And now he's, it's very disgraceful. He's, you know, a big sumo guy can't have an emotional breakdown. It's I no guess good. not. No. So wow. sumo was really fun and everyone had a great time and thanked me. Everybody was, was gracious. Chris Paladino, really nice guy, Wombat. Uh, very real. Very real, which is what I like, Wombat. And of course, the, yeah. the, the two Brian's are, are very nice as well. So after sumo, we went directly to the Sony cocktail party. The two Brian's and I took the train over there, and they had a lot. This was at the actually the Sony showroom, their office building in Shinagawa. Very cool. Where they had a lot of PS3s set up uh, with games that we've pretty much already seen before. There wasn't anything new there that we hadn't seen, but uh, I met up with the Destructoid guys. Uh, Dale and Nick were there. And we all drank beer together <laughs> and ate sandwiches. I made my own sandwiches, Wombat, because they had like some vegetarian sandwiches. And they yeah. also had a platter of of Italian meats. Yeah. And then I was like, man, I haven't had a salami sandwich in a long time. So then I started piling on the salami onto my own sandwich. I made my own sandwich. I don't think you're supposed to do that. But, you know, I don't play by the rules, Wombat. You're a rule breaker. You're a rebel. Sessler. Adam Sessler was there. Yeah, did and, you uh, did you introduce yourself? I didn't really introduce myself. He's a little he's kind of weird that guy. He's I don't know. The 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 joke, the ongoing joke with with Sessler and certainly this is, you know, I'm not uh this is like a joke, right? That he's constantly doing coke, okay? That's that's the joke. I have no idea if he is or not. I'm assuming not in Japan because it would be tough. Probably, but th- that's just know. that's just the joke. Wombat is that you yes. know, whenever you see Sessi, you're like, oh, he's you know, 
He's coked up. He's blasting lines off of some guy's cock somewhere. Nice. That's the, just the joke. But uh, no, he was. He's always a lot of fun just to look at, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, so that was it. Was fun just to drink beers there and hang out with the Destructoid guys. And uh, who else did I see there? Oh, I met uh, Hayden from Ubisoft, who is a fan of Cheap Ass Gamer. And that was pretty much the Sony party. And, and they he kicked, called me. I called you from the subway, I think. Yes. The Sony party. And I pretended I was drunk. <laughs> I wasn't really that drunk. I didn't get that yeah. drunk. I'm, I'm getting pretty good at drinking beer now, Wombat, and that I don't. When I first moved here, I had several occasions where, like, by the time I'd get home, I'd be throwing up in the, you know, in the toilet or sink. In fact, I remember one time with me and my wife were both throwing up at the same time. I was in the toilet and she was in the sink. But now I don't get sick at all, and I I pretty much go with the flow. Well, they, I'm glad you've grown up. Yeah, I'm all grown up now on that. Okay. And then I called you, like called you later that day, because that's when I uh, got to sit down with the editor-in-chief of your favorite publication. High Times Magazine. <laughs> yep, and I how got a nice you, little gift bag. How, ooh, what was in the gift bag? Uh, I can't tell you that. Not no. what you think, though. No, no it was just uh, a t-shirt and and a copy of the magazine. I said, why were you talking papers. to that guy? For work. Day job appointment. You're trying to sell him a fax machine? No, they have stuff I needed to talk to them about. Bongs? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, basically. Hopefully, I'll see them at Digital Life, though, this week. So. Right. Okay. So, Thursday. So, now the show is starting. Thursday morning. And the show kicks off with uh, me waiting in line to get my press pass for a half hour or so. And once again, I run into the Destructoid guys and I let them cut in line with me because I was there before them. Uh, and we get our badges and we walk over to the keynote address. And as we're walking over, some guy is walking in the other direction. He goes, he goes, oh my God, are you Cheapy D? Cheapy D. And I'm like, yes, I am. And he's like, wow, I'm a big fan of the, you know, the CADCast and the website. He's like, can I get my picture taken with you? Now you have to keep in mind, this is in front of the Destructoid guys. So I'm loving this. I'm feeling like, you know, this is, this is, I look like a, a nerdy rock star right here. Yes, 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 yes. So they snapped the picture and they were all duly impressed. So we head over to the, we make our so way. So what was the Unabomber doing at the Tokyo Game Show? <laughs> right. No, he was very, I forgot your name because you didn't have a, you didn't give me a business card and then I, of course I couldn't remember. Oh, I, I also met uh, Mark Rain from Epic at the Sony party. Oh, cool. I have his business card now, so now we can harass him for an interview for About, the podcast. Yeah, cool. So, keynote. Sony keynote address, Wombat. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of people were very surprised at the lack of surprises. We got the Rumble controller. Yes, the Rumble Shock. And we got, I guess you can now you can turn your PS3 on with your PSP. And you can download stuff to your PSP direct from the PlayStation Store directly from your PC. Those see and home is delayed. Those seem to be the big the, the big announcements at the keynote address, which was pretty surprising. I mean, I mean all the analysts were predicting a price drop. Oh, even, yeah, and they didn't, did they? Nope. And even Michael Pactor, I have it in an email. He even he was uber confident. So it it was pretty funny how they how Kaz was talking about the DualShock, uh, at basically you know he's like oh we listened to our users and that's why we brought back the Rumble feature, 
you know, we did originally we didn't think we could fit that technology into the controller with the six access technology. But because our users wanted it, we put in the time and money to make sure that we could make it happen. You know, of course, the, the reality is they were sued by the company that developed Rumble technology and they decided to not settle with them and fight the lawsuit. And that's why they've had no and they lost. And they that's, lost big time. Yeah, big. I mean, it wound up costing them probably five times the amount is if, instead of they just settled like Microsoft. Microsoft didn't just settle. They bought part of the company. Right. They invested in the company. So, Which is what Microsoft does. So that had me rolling my eyes. Companies. Right. So that had me rolling my eyes the whole time, basically. Did that have you rumbling in your seat? Huh? I didn't even get a seat because I was waited in line so long for my pass. So I stood on the side and made faces at... at but uh, I mean, on, on the flip side of that also is the fact that with the rumble feature, rumble feature, motion control, and a nice dual analog traditional gamepad, yeah. Makes it a pretty good uh, setup for the PS3, as far as ergonomics goes. Yeah, but now if you want that, you got to buy another controller. Well, I only have one right now, so... You can't even buy it yet. No, and I can't buy it. Now I'll just wait. Right, I'm just saying. But if you want it, you're going to have to buy it, as opposed yes, to the other systems that come that, with that's, it. Well, it comes with one. Most people buy a second controller anyway. Right. We'll see. Okay, but that, as far as announcements go, for a keynote address at a at a, on their home turf, pretty disappointing. Even I remember I read on the CAG forums, uh, one guy's like, "I'm a huge fan of Sony," and I was just shocked at the poor quality of uh, the keynote address. Mm. So it was better than last year's, though. Last year's, I mean, it was just flat out so boring and so long. At least this one wasn't as bad, but still, no big news. Okay, so after that, uh, I had like 10 minutes on the show floor before I had an interview with Bloomberg where they were going to ask me what I thought of the show so far, <laughs> which consisted of me of basically 10 minutes of me walking through the show floor to get to the Bloomberg interview. So Did I don't you make even. make it? Yeah, yeah, I made it, but I, you know. They asked me like what I you know really like to see and what I've liked so far in the show and the show was you know it just started I hadn't seen anything yeah I, um, I get it uh, so I don't know I haven't seen that that appointment I mean that interview yet uh, I but I, I know it aired somewhere but I just haven't seen it <laughs> some country where they don't speak English some country so okay so then you know I played a lot of games and I'll get to the games in a second don't worry uh, so Thursday night was the Microsoft Community Party. And that was a lot of fun. Uh, unlike last year, they actually had alcohol. And ah. it was very nice. They had it poolside at the new Otani Hotel. Uh, it was, uh, looked like a place where they, you would have a wedding, actually. Hmm. They even had a little chapel off to the side. Uh, hung out with, once again, hung out with Dale and Nick from Destructoid. Uh, Chris Grant showed up late from Joystick. Hung out with the Playasia Posse. Playasia. Yeah, they were. I told them to. I told the Playasia guys to come to the party, but they were they were worried because they weren't invited. I'm like, come on, you're coming with GPD. You know, you're not gonna have any problem. We'll go right in. And of, of course, sure enough, Chris Paladino was working the the door at the party, who I had just taken to Sumo the day before. So it was very impressive. Like, you know, the Playasia guys were very impressed with my credibility, with your clout, with my clout. Yeah, I mean, it, it, even I was impressed. <laughs> I impressed myself on that. There so you know. it was cool. Like, you know, the Play Asia guys have their 
have this game that they're showing that they're developing uh, a shmup. Yes. Called Soldner X, and they brought the their they brought the game with them to the party, and they showed it to Trixie. You know Trixie, Xbox. Yes, Trixie. I, I saw your interview with Trixie. You saw my. Yeah, I got interviewed at the party. Uh, I drank. Did you more make beer. out with her later in the evening too? No, I actually made out with Maurice from PlayAsia. There you go. Uh, so yeah. tr- Trixie That's was impressed. He brings you good stuff. Right. So the party was really fun, and I got a uh, a Cor- Halo Three Cortana shirt, but uh, I left it at the party. But I think the PlayAsia guys took it. Took it for me and brought it home. Um, anything else at the party, really? Oh yeah, I met. I hung out with a. I met during you know during when I was walking through the show floor on Thursday and Friday. Uh, I was recognized a lot. Believe it or not, not just that well, one you, guy. You do, a, you do a lot of videos now, so I do, it yeah, me. it's funny. Yeah, I had a guy from Daily Tech, Marcus from Daily Tech, who, who that's like part of the Anon Tech family. He's like, oh, mm-hmm. I saw your towel video. Uh, you know, and your GPD, blah, blah, blah. Uh, I ran into a, a guy who was a cheap ass gamer named Timothy or Tim. I forgot what his CAG name was, but I told him to come to the Microsoft party and he did. And we hung out there. Um, I ran into a guy from Square Enix on the I like show. That you're floor. inviting people to. Oh, yeah. Microsoft I invited like a lot. Yours. Yeah. Like it's my like party. It's, like it's your party. They don't care. I mean, it wasn't like it was going to be packed or anything. And what's another one or two people? It's a community party. I mean, they're in the community, right? That's what whatever. You're like that friend of a guy in a fraternity who doesn't pay dues but invites people. <laughs> right, that's me. Uh, I met Co- Colin from Square Enix, who was a big fan of the Cadcast. Oh, there you go. Also, didn't say hi to you. I hate everybody. But he would be a, maybe a good person to get on the show. He's uh, he works in the localization division. He's an editor. Or Square Enix. Squeenix. Uh, Squeenix. Also, another big fan. A big shot, Wombat. You're going to be impressed with this one. Okay, impress me. Ross Erickson, who is the Vice President of Content Acquisition for Sierra Online Games. Formerly the Worldwide Portfolio Manager of Xbox Live Arcade. Oh, me, me, me. And he said he's a big fan of the CADCast. He thinks it's one of the best, if not the best, video game podcast out there. Great. When does he cut us a check? No, uh, I don't know. Soon, Wombat, soon. Okay. And that was it for my extracurricular activities. Oh, Saturday night, uh, I went out to dinner with the Joystick guys to this restaurant called Ninja. Do you know that restaurant? There's one in New York, actually. They opened one I was going to say, it sounds familiar now. I know why there's one. It's in a New ninja-themed restaurant where like, the waiters are all dressed in ninja outfits. And they come to your table and do ninja magic. Do they which, do they sneak your food onto the table? Not like, really. I didn't even hear them coming. No. And and the ninja magic apparently involves card tricks and coin tricks. Very similar to Western magic. But uh, that was fun and uh, good time. Good to hang out with Chris and the joystick posse. So I was doing ninja magic for my nephew on Saturday? Yeah. You're a ninja. Yeah. There you go. Who knew? He was thoroughly impressed. I should yes. also mention he's two years old, but he was thoroughly impressed. There you go. So let's talk about some of the games now, Wombat, because I played a lot of games. Oh, there were games at the Tokyo Game Show? There were a lot show? of games, and uh, let's start with Nintendo. Now, All right. Can Nintendo, you have that on top? Yeah, because I have it on top. Nintendo does not, you know, as a first-party company, they 
they do not have a presence at the show. There's no Nintendo booth. However, there were a lot of third-party games there. Uh, I played Zack and Wiki. Now, this How is, is that game? How is, is it? It's, it's interesting. Now, it's really a puzzle game. So, you have every level, you have to find the treasure. Well, you don't have to sort of... It's not really you're finding the treasure. You have to get to the treasure. So, the puzzle is, how do you get Zack and Wiki to the treasure chest without, you know, setting off traps or getting eaten by cannibals or something Usual like that? Usual day-to-day stuff. Right. And you use the Wiimote only. No nunchuck at all. And you point and click on the screen to move your... To move your guys around. And when you shake your, your Wiimote, it rings the, a bell, which will dispatch any enemies that you might, some enemies that you might run into. Um, it's okay. It's not, it's certainly different, but it really is just a puzzle game. It's not an, I was, I was expecting it to be more of an adventure game, like a, uh, like an older, old school adventure game. You know, like an old-school point-and-click adventure game? Oh, okay. I see what you mean. But it's not. It's really just every level seems like to be... Like the Avengers so- of Willy Beamish? Exactly. It's not like that. It's really just how do I get from point A to point A to point B, point B being the treasure, and, you know, figure this stuff out. My big concern is that it's going to be a lot of trial and error. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was fun. I can, you know... I'm, you know, I'll hold off judgment until the the final product is out. But I wasn't super impressed. Let's put it that way. All right, I did get a. Okay, uh, it's a little disappointing. I did get yes. a Zach and Wiki towel. I think one of these towels that are that you have to add water to, and then it puffs up. Oh, I like those. You sure? Is it a towel or a t-shirt? I'm not sure. I think it's. I think Mrs. Cheapy said it was a towel. I haven't opened it up yet. How do you not open this stuff up? I don't know. I thought I didn't know what it was. Maybe I would give it away, but maybe not. I'm pretty lazy. Yeah. I think the 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 Nintendo game that probably got the most attention at the show was Knights Sega's not Knights. Not surprising. Yeah. How was it? I didn't play it because the line was so long, but I did you know watch other people play it, and you know graphically the game is very pretty. Even you know, even though it's a Wii game, it looks really nice. Maybe the maybe the best looking Wii game so far that I've seen. That I mean, wouldn't surprise me. It's super colorful. Um, doesn't from the hands on reviews that I've read, seems very similar to the you know the previous nights, the Dreamcast nights. Mm-hmm. Yeah, except yeah. you're using like the the Wii mote to spin. I think twist. Um, gotcha. But the line was so long, there was just no way. There was no way uh, that I was going to play it. I played Ninja Gaiden Dragon Sword, which is the DS version of Ninja yes, Gaiden. Hence, hence the name Dragon Sword. Yeah, DS. Get it? Yeah. No, uh, I don't explain. This game uses the touch pen exclusively. So there's no D-pad at all. It's all you move the guy, you move the ninja with the pen, you attack by drawing you know, slash marks on the enemies, you... You know, if you stroke down to up, you jump, and you can do the different specialty moves, like the, I don't know what they call them, but the overhead, you know, when you jump up and ninja guide in and come down with the sword into the guy, you know, you you do one stroke up and one then one stroke down or something like that. 
it worked pretty well, actually. I was surprised. Like, I felt like I was really controlling the combat. Like, there, you know, it wasn't just really mushy. You, was, you didn't hate it like you thought you would? I did, ex- yeah, exactly. I thought it was going to be garbage, and it wasn't garbage. That being said, I don't think it's a game that I, that for me personally, I would pick up for the DS because it's an action game and I'd probably rather just play the version on the Xbox or, or PS3. There you go. But, you know, whatever. I got a poster and I threw it in the garbage right away. He threw it in the garbage. Was I don't want nice I, I travel light at these shows. So I don't carry any bags. I don't carry anything. I just, whatever fits in my pocket, that's the only thing I, I will keep. I didn't even a open roll, the poster. Uh, it's a roll of quarters and a... Yeah. It, oh, also, it also looks like this game could potentially really scratch up your DS. So, yeah, definitely invest in a screen protector. Or put your DS in a condom before you do it. That would be a cool add-on accessory for your, for your DS. What, a condom? A DS condom. No? No. Maybe I not. think... No. Sorry. No. Okay, what else? Oh, I played Space Invaders Extreme for the DS, which is Ooh, basically it's, Space Invaders. It's Space Invaders meets Res meets uh, Luminous. It has that sort of look to it, where oh, okay, you know when you shoot, it goes along in time with the music, and there's power ups. It was you know when I ran into uh, Colin from Square Enix, he was like, "Oh, did you play Space Invaders Extreme yet?" I got to check it out. So I did, you know, I was just ignoring it otherwise. But I did check it out and I, I was glad I did. It has uh, it has some potential. I think Space Invaders fans will like it or fans of, of music music games. How many Space Invader fans are there really these days? <laughs> I don't know. Okay, maybe fans of simple shooting games and music techno fan okay fans of ecstasy will enjoy this game there you go i was gonna say fans of space invaders mm, it's they haven't really existed since a slice of pizza was 50 cents yeah it's basically it's basically space invaders for people who like going to clubs hey mom can i have a dollar i'm going to the pizza place i'm gonna buy a slice of pizza and play two games of space invaders (laughs) right uh, and I think that's all I saw on the Nintendo front. I, I, I forgot to check out No More Heroes. That was a game that I wanted to, that I forgot um, that I was interested in, and I just, I don't know. It was hot in there, Wombat. It, it's easy to get disoriented. <laughs> uh, do you want to move on to Sony? Yes, I do. So okay, the big game for Sony at the show was Metal Gear Solid 4. And that was a game that I was going to make sure that I played. And? Because, and I did play it. And? Well, first, let me explain how they, they have this whole thing set up there. They have, you wait online at the, the best place to play it was at the Konami booth because they had 48 stations. Very nice. So you wait online. And when I got there, the line was really, really short. I was like maybe the 10th person waiting online. But once you, you get to the front of that line, they take you inside a room. And inside this room, they give you a briefing. They have Japanese guys dressed up in army uniforms and even a whitey dressed up in an army uniform. And they give well, you like... Well, a, let's face it. Who's going to take Japanese guys in army uniforms? Seriously. <laughs> right. Oh, these guys are pretty serious, though. So they give you a briefing about the game and they tell you how to play. I have no idea what they were saying because it was 100% Japanese. Um, and then they they set off this alarm. I took a video of, of the alarm and, and then they, you get to actually play the game. 
The game looks really good, as we pretty much all know by now. If Are we getting watched. into, like, backhanded compliment area now? Not really. It's just the game is really hard. Okay. Like most Metal Gear Solid games, there's a lot of controls. And, you know, I've been playing video games for a long time, Wombat. And I don't, I'm, I don't feel like I ever need to read an instruction manual that, you know, you push all the buttons and you can figure out what the buttons do. Mm-hmm. Right? I mean, it's pretty simple. I had a really hard time just getting past guy, like sneaking past guys without them finding me. And then once I got into combat, I would get my ass kicked. I probably died. I played the game for probably, I don't know, 10 minutes, 15 minutes. And I probably died four times, five times. Um, so I don't know if it's just me, if the game is just really hard, if I just don't know what I'm doing or what. But it was sort of a turnoff in that I just couldn't. I couldn't make anything particularly, uh, like, sexy happen. Like, you know, in the videos that I've watched, when I've watched other people play it, like, the you know, people who work for Konami, they make it look really cool. Because the guy, I guess because the guy knows what he's doing and he's good. But when I play it, it looks really terrible because I just keep <laughs> dying. But that being said, you know, this is a potential system seller for Sony, as we all know. And I don't think it's going to disappoint anybody. But... I think I just need more time with the game. You know, but it might be frustrating. It might be one of these games that's very frustrating, but there's a lot of different weapons. There's a lot of different ways you can dispatch the enemies, but clearly you're not meant to kill. You're meant to sneak by. Yeah. Well, you know, a big complaint these days has been that games are getting too easy, that Bioshock was too easy, that Halo 3 is too easy. So one complaint that I do not share with those people, but okay. Hey, it's, I'm just saying that's what people are saying. That's what that's what they're saying. Yeah. So still the looking people. forward to the game. A little disappointed that I couldn't make anything cool happen. Uh, you know, I, I was able to crawl around on the ground and uh, absorb the camouflage. You know how you can you can yeah, camouflage yeah. you guys. So I was able to do that. I was able to kill some people and stab some people. Um, but it's the, it's the there's a lot of controls on that, and I guess Too I wasn't much. up for it. Hmm. Also played Uncharted. So did they change the name of this game completely? That's for the Japanese audience, I think. Oh, Why? is it still called Drake in the? You know, I think just for the Japanese audience, it's called Uncharted uh, El Dorado. Yeah, EB Games is still showing it as Uncharted Drake's Fortune. Yeah, I thought maybe someone listened to me and they just dropped the Drake name from the whole. Yeah, I don't know. I think they're still going with that, but who knows? When's that coming out? By the way, it's coming out November. Okay. So I played this game. I, I didn't. I didn't play this game at E3. So it was a great time to play, it and there was like no waiting. So it just jumped right up, and it was pretty fun. It's a third-person shooter. Uh, it looks very nice. It does have a cover system, Wombat, because I know you're itching. For a cover system, you know what it is. I'm just so used to it now that when it's not there, I yeah, find myself leaning. Yeah, I find myself leaning against walls and going, "What? What? Why doesn't this work?" The game looks really nice. It has a really cool, uh, what do you call that? Soft focus effect. Mm. You know when you mo- when you swing the camera around. So it's definitely a game that will show showcase you know the graphics of the PS3 to your friends. I'm not 
saying that you couldn't have this on the 360 and the 360 couldn't do this. I don't know. But it looks good. It seems to play well. The controls were responsive and it was fun to shoot people. So is this more of a... This is a shooter. This isn't like a climb ridges kind of game. It's it's sort of like the new Tomb Raider. You know, like the new Tomb Raider. I think they had more shooting in it. But it's not a... You don't lock on. Like the, I think the new Tomb Raider, you are locking on to the, to mm-hmm. the enemies. This one, it's, it's more of a third-person shooter. So it's more Gears of War than, say, Tomb Raider? Not for, for lack of a better description. Yes, yes, yes. But with the Tomb Raider environments. And puzzles and stuff. Okay. So looks cool. Game, you know, I'm looking forward sounds to this like one. Something, yeah, sounds like yeah. something I may actually like. So absolutely, there. absolutely. And, uh, know, I could well, use more games I like. Yep. Or something. Also played Ratchet and Clank, a game and? that uh, I didn't that I watched at E3 but didn't get to play. It's you know it's a lot like the old Ratchet and Clanks but with with better graphics. It seems like the big feature now is that you can climb vertically as well through the levels. So you're traveling horizontally through the levels, but there are these elevators that you can jump on, like air elevators. So when you jump on them, they they shoot you up. Uh, It was fun. You know, I'm a big fan of the Ratchet and Clank games. As am I, so I'm hoping... But it's it's clearly a case of more, more of the same... Uh, but I, that's not a bad thing. Not necessarily a bad thing if you're looking for more of the same. Uh, graphically, like I said, it looks good. Uh, control is good as well. Just you know, just like the old games. I mean, if you've played the old one, you've you've you know you know exactly what to expect. Um, I'd like to see some sort of like online mode. I mean, with this game, you know, since they've eh. they've, done, they've done it with the other ones, you know, they've. Uh, re, uh, I, know, I know they have, but I, I'd rather them add more to it than try to do some sort of half-assed gotcha. multiplayer. Gotcha. So um, I don't know. I mean, I like Ratchet and Clank. I, I guess I'm looking forward to this Wombat. I'm going to say I'm looking forward to it because I know Good. my wife likes this game too. So another game to to play where she can watch me play. They had Guitar Hero 3 on the show floor, which I was very surprised to see because I yeah, guess that means... I, I don't know why. It must be coming to Japan. There you go. Which is surprising. What'd you play? Uh, I didn't even play it. I, I took a picture of Chris Palladino and uh, and Ross playing Painted Paint Black. Very nice. I played Echo Chrome, which, which is, is the that the PlayStation Network puzzle game. Which is in the style? What's that artist's name with the stairs? E. C. Mesher. Yeah. Escher. 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 Right. So I played through the demo level. Escher. There you go. I played through the demo level of Echo Chrome, and it's definitely you know an interesting take on the puzzle puzzle genre. And for a PlayStation Network game, I think uh, it's going to be great. Very cool. I was surprised that it didn't have any. Six access control. I, I guess I was expecting six access, six access control for that game, but it is not. It is an analog stick control game. Uh, very simple. You know, you're basically just rotating the the board to line up different parts of the environment to so your so your guy can get from point A to point B, like uh, sort of like Lemmings, except you're just moving the environment around. Sounds cool. Yeah, it's it's definitely cool. Also played uh, Loco Roco, which I believe is out now on the PlayStation. Yeah, it is Network. out now. It's out. It's like seven bucks. It looks cool. Like the you know the graphics are very nice and looks nice in high definition. But the gameplay, I was I thought it was going to be like the PSP Loco Roco. Yeah. What do you do? 
where and and I only played that one briefly, but in the PSP one, I thought like you tilted the levels, right? And everything yeah. you you're rolling the guys around, mm-hmm. in this, which would have been cool with the six axis controller. I thought, you know, does that make sense? Like you'd use the six axis. Uh, that's what I thought it was. So what do you do? You fly, You control a butterfly, and the butterfly when you fly near the little loco roco guys, I guess that's what they're called. Yeah, why not? Then they'll follow you. So you're basically just making them follow your butterfly around the map and picking up more loco rocos. And that's it. No, oh, sounds kind of boring. Yeah, I was disappointed. I played that one for just a few minutes. I was like, all right, next. Were there any racially insensitive characters in this version? I'm sure. I'm sure. Okay. Just check it. I think they uh, there's some lazy Mexicans <laughs> in there. Uh, did Ubisoft make it? Womp womp. Yeah. So let's see. What else? Little Big Planet was on the show floor. I guess this is the first time that this has been playable to the public as well. And, you know, I, I'm such a big fan of Little Big Planet that I I, I uh, played it again. I waited in line and I played it again. Uh, I had a, a friend with me. Actually, the guy who's going to be doing the uh, web design for Cheap Ass Gamer. I hired him. And, oh, uh, I congratulations. Met, met him at the show doing the sort of the, the, the layout. He's doing the layout of the... Uh, mm-hmm. The uh, of cheap ass gamer, and I was like, "Oh, you got to play this game. It's the you know I think it's probably the most fun game that you've played in a in a while. I bet you really like it." And he was sort of skeptical at first, and then we sat down and we played it together. And he's like, "Man, you're right." So once again, I think that Little Big Planet is the game of the show. Even Very though cool. even though they weren't showcasing like the best part of it, which is where you can help where you can customize the environment, you know, put stickers on things and add objects. They were just taking you through the level if it was just your normal platformer, which I think was maybe they had to do it because it's like it's can be a little tricky if you're not, you know, sitting with a developer and telling you which is how it was during E three. But still, my pick for game and game of the show, again. Once again. Definitely my most Anticipated game for PS3 and probably one of my most, I guess my most anticipated game for any system is Little Big Planet. For 2008. For any year. Ah. Any year. That's a pretty even, big claim. Even over Mass Effect, I think. Because I wow. just, I can see if they do this right with the on, the online portion, right? Which is, I'm sort of worried about it because it's Sony after all. And online and Sony don't necessarily go together like uh, Wombat or Wombat and Mooching. That is true. Uh, I'm a little work. worried, but if they can get the social networking aspects right, I think it's it can just be awesome. It will be, you know, there's nothing like it. Now, a little departure from the show, uh, I got my, the full version of Folklore in the mail from PlayAsia. Yes. I ordered huh. the the Asian version because okay. the Asian version is out and it's full it has full English support. And I received it last night, and me and Mrs. Cheapy played about an hour and a half. Now, you played the demo, right? I did. I played, actually, I played the just the female character. Is there a big difference between the female no. character and the male character? Okay. No. Then, yeah, I played the demo. What did you think of the demo? It reminds me of Cameo. It reminds you a little of Cameo, of how you get these different attacks where you're, well, I, re- refresh my memory with Cameo, because I played it, but I, I don't really remember it. <laughs> You, you know, in this game, you're using, 
you absorb the souls or the the id of different creatures, and once you yeah, do and that, then you, and then you map it to a button, and then you can map it to a button. It's the same thing. It was like the same thing with Cameo. Except you, there wasn't there wasn't that many with Cameo. There weren't that many, and when you mapped it to the thing, you uh, but there were a more a lot of upgrades. You could there, buy upgrades in Cameo, right? But there was only four, right? In Cameo, no, there was a lot more than four. Not up, but they were all basically the same attacks, though, right? You had the flower attack, the. No, they were all completely different. They were all different? Okay. Yeah, they were all very different, actually. Okay. Yeah. So I guess that's similar, and there's a lot of, diff- there's a lot of different uh, attacks that you can get in this game. The story in the game is that you are either one or two people, the guy or the girl. The guy, uh, Keats, is a ma- uh, magazine writer for an occult magazine. and I love the- that magazine. What was it called again? I forgot occult the name. magazine? No, no. Occult, I said. No, no. Unknown Realms, I think, was the name of the magazine, actually. Oh, I have a uh, subscription. <laughs> Ellen, at, with High Times. Yeah, exactly. That's how you get to the Unknown Realms. With <laughs> High Times magazine. Yeah. So, or you can be Ellen, who is in search of her dead mother. And you're, both, you're basically investigating this town that's on the fringe of the netherworld, where you can go and speak to the dead. Is there voice uh, Okay, here's in? the deal with the voice acting. There's voice acting in the cutscenes, in like the CG cutscenes, but mm-hmm. not in the cutscenes that you that are very frequent. You know, the ones that look like little comic books. Oh, when you like talk to some dude yeah. on the side of the road. There's no cutscenes in that. Only in this in these. I guess. I, I guess wish I could talk to the dead. Yeah, and people. that's annoying because I kind of like the story, and I think more voice acting would have helped. Although. It is sort of nice to skip through the text. Pretty yeah, much, I wouldn't even like. talk to the people at that point. Yeah, I, I don't. I only talk to the people that you need to talk to. You can yeah. fast forward through the, those text balloons, but uh, I don't know. I like uh, I like how Bioshock does the voice acting when you pick up like the little tapes and you can listen to it as you're progressing through the world. How far along are you? Have you played that game at all? Whoa, whoa you're getting ahead of Bioshock. Oh. Not up to Bioshock yet. Excuse me, sir. Um, so back to folklore. Yes. So the gameplay, I like the gameplay. The, the combat, I think, is fun. And you have so many different types of attacks to choose from. Uh, and you have an interesting mechanic. I mean, I have a few. The graphics are awesome, right, Wombat? I mean, you have to admit the art style of the game is pretty impressive. Is that like I was knocking the game two minutes ago? You have to admit. No, I'm I don't just saying. saying it was crap. I'm, I know. I'm just saying. Were you not impressed with the art style and graphics of the game? Yeah, it was fine. Fine? Just fine. Fine. Just you fine. You didn't find yourself walking through the game and saying, wow, this is very pretty. This is a nice artwork. No. No. Okay. All right. Well, it's I thought it was green. very impressive. Lot, lots of green. A lot of green, a lot of flowers and stuff. But you get to different levels and they look they look different. Like I'm in this war, this war level right now and it's a lot of stuff blowing up around you and Anyway, I got a few complaints though, and when you suck the id out of the, you know, the suck the souls out of your dead victims, mm-hmm. like you use fishing. the six, you use the six axis controller, right? Mm-hmm. Like you know fishing. how you 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 flick it up, but there are other creatures that you get where you have to do things that are a little more involved. One of them like is timing. The timing one was pretty easy, but there's one where you have to go side to side. So it's sort of like a caveman style where 
You know, like in the old, those old cartoons where you see like the caveman, like you know, remember Bam Bam from the Flintstones? Mm-hmm. He would yeah. pick up somebody and go, bam, 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 like and hit their head against the floor, left and right, left and right, on either side of them. Okay. So you have to do that with their souls in the game. That's with some Would, with some enemies. Wouldn't and, be easier to just turn the controller vertical. So what you're doing is you're turning the controller. No, you're doing the controller left and right, left and right. But you have to time it right, and it's just in some instances I just can't get it to work. And so wait, do you mean when you say left and right? Do you mean like shaking it? Not shaking it. I mean you're tilting. Let's say you know you're holding the controller in your hand. You tilt your right hand up and like, your left like hand down. Like it's a hammer down. moving like it left and right. More, it's like it's a steering wheel, and you're turning a hard left, turning hard right, back oh, okay. and forth, now, back now and I forth. Get it. Okay, because now I'm, I'm driving my imaginary car. Like. Yeah, yeah. So it's very frustrating because in some cases I can't get it to work, and I don't know if it's. I'm not sure what I'm doing wrong, but it's frustrating. Now, and, would it be easier to just grab the controller in the center? No, you can't. No, because there's no place to hold on to on the center. If you look at the PS3 controller, you got the button in the middle, and there's not a lot of space between the stick because you'll keep hitting the button. So do it from behind. You can hold it from behind. It's, it doesn't matter. It's not a question of how you hold the controller. I don't think. So you don't think? It's just Until I think it's the sensitivity it of the control. I think it's just the six-axis thing, and them trying to shoehorn. You know, six axis functionality into into every PS3 where it doesn't game, belong. Where it doesn't belong, I, you know, the flipping up motion works fine, but the side to side I'm having big problems with. My other complaint, and I'm you know curious to see how much of a factor is as, as I progress through the game, is that there's only it seems like there's only one save point at the start of each level. You know, when you travel to each new realm, and the enemies respawn themselves when you go to each new board. It's sort of Onimusha style where you have the little map in the top left corner mm-hmm. and when you go to off each screen, it loads another screen. But every time you go to a screen, it repopulates the screen, the screen with enemies, even if you go back. Oh, that's no fun. Well, so when you die, you start back at the beginning and you got to go through all the creatures that you've already beaten. And if you get lost and you go the wrong way, you make a wrong turn, go back the way you came or something, you wind up having to fight all the enemies again. And it's the same enemies that you fought before. So if you fought like a particularly tough enemy, you have to fight him again. And that could be frustrating. I can understand that. So I'm going to play it more, of course. I like it so far, though. I'm going to play it more and we will talk about it more next week. I look forward to it. Okay, on to Microsoft, back to Tokyo Game Show. And Microsoft, uh, of course, the big game at the show for Microsoft was Halo 3. And I have to say, I was pretty impressed that uh, Halo 3 drew a very nice crowd. They had a stage show uh, every day at 3 o'clock where they hired some Japanese TV personalities to play Halo uh, on the big screen. They had a four-on-four matchup, a multiplayer matchup, and... It looked very, like I said, it looked very impressive on the big screen, and there were a lot of people watching. And there was a line, if you wanted to play Halo 3, even on the press days, there was a line. Was it mostly Japanese, or yeah. was it mostly visitors? No, Japanese, or Asians. I don't, you know, I'm not 100% sure, but they were definitely Asian. So that's cool. I was, I was pretty impressed by that. I mentioned that in my Trixie interview, and in my Chris Yes, I, I, I watched your... 
very in-depth interview with Trixie. It was, what, a minute, three seconds? Well, dude, how long do you want it to be? I don't know. I know how long you can go on talking for. I'm surprised right. it was only a minute three. I had a lot of beers in me at the time, but I think I handled myself very professionally. Well, yeah, until he grabbed her boobs. All right. Uh, also, I checked out the Ninja Gaiden 2 uh, booth, which was basically, they had like a, a little Japanese house set up with a tatami mat and everything. You had to take your shoes off. And they played through the game, and you could watch the guy play through a little demo level. But Ninja, you couldn't play. You couldn't play. But uh, eh. I have to say, Ninja Gaiden 2 is super, super violent. <laughs> really? Because the mean, first one was no, so no, 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 no. I'm talking... I'm talking massive dismemberment. And Can you actually aim for arms and cut them off, or is it like yeah, a, yeah? You cut off arms and heads and legs, and the, and the body parts stay there on the ground; they don't disappear. Yeah, I, I'm not a fan of disappearing bodies. I have right. to admit that. So that's good. So you'll like this because yeah. they stay there, and it looks pretty funny when you see, you know, after. Uh, after you've dispatched all your enemies and dismembered them, you're just standing there with all the body parts lying around you, and he uh, he shakes off the blood off his weapons. Nice. And you see it splatter to the ground. So that game's looking like it's it's coming out next year, and it's you know looks a lot like the previous Ninja Gaiden, at least the one yeah, on the it'll PS3. It'll be interesting to see what the difficulty level is on that. Yeah, it looked really hard. <laughs> it looks so hard. Uh, well, but how many it, levels of difficulty there are? That's a better question. Yeah, I need the Ninja Dog. I'm all about Ninja Dog, Wombat. Me too. Me, oh, trust me. I'm, all, I'm right there with you. Coin Tricks and Ninja Dog. That's me. Yep. Another game that seemed to be very popular with the Japanese crowd was uh, Assassin's Creed. This game looks like it's going to be fun. Why wouldn't it be? Uh... Which was only shown at the Microsoft booth. Uh, the line... Even on the industry, I mean, I only can talk to you about the industry days, uh, was an hour, at least an hour at all times to see Assassin's Creed, which I thought was pretty impressive. Yeah, it's very But I, I had already played it at E3, so I didn't bother waiting again. Uh, like I said before, with the E3 wrap-up, you know, the game looks cool. I'm a little worried about getting used to the controls because there's a lot going on and, you know, you're running through the city and trying to pull off these acrobatic uh, maneuvers. Uh you know, hopefully they can tighten up the controls a little bit. and But uh, still, a game I'm looking forward to. Uh, I also played Dark Sector. Do you, are you familiar with this one, Wombat? I feel like I am, yet I'm blanking. Yes. Tell me when, about okay. it. Okay, you'll, you'll remember it quickly. It's basically, it's another third-person shooter. But you have the, uh, the weapon from Crawl. You got the Glade. Oh, cool. Or the Glaive. Glade is the air freshener, right? Glade is, yeah, Glaive is the Okay, weapon. so you don't have the air freshener. You have the the little frisbee with the <laughs> with the blades on the end. The weapon from Krull. Yeah. I was going to say, you mean like the weapon from I Come in Peace? Oh, I don't even know that one. What's oh, yeah, that? Was that one. That's crap. That movie is really good crap. Oh. That's with Dolph Lundgren, and he's fighting aliens. From outer space. Oh, is that the one where they say, I come in peace? And he goes, you leave in pieces. Yes. Yes. I remember the commercial. I don't think I actually saw it. Wow, anyway, he- Dark Sector is pretty rough right about now. Uh, you know, the frame rate isn't great. Um, the enemies don't have their... It doesn't seem like the AI is particularly good. Um, I, You know, as of right now, it seems like there's a lot of, a lot better choices for third-person shooting games, action games. 
Um, it is there is something fun about throwing that uh, crawl, the the glaive around. It sounds um, like fun. Can you control it when you throw it? Like no, I don't and... think so. I don't think so, but I'm not 100% sure. Um, but, you know, the game's not done yet, so we'll, we'll reserve judgment. Mm-hmm. Devil May Cry 4, also a very popular game at the show. Uh, maybe probably one of the most popular games. Uh, not much of a line at the Microsoft booth when I was there, so I got to play it right away. And I had played it before, but I played it again. It's okay, you know. Not, not so high up on my list. Uh, nothing. There's nothing particularly wrong with the game. It's just, I don't know. I've played a lot of Devil May Cry games, and it looks like more of the same. You know, my problem has always been with Devil May Cry. What's that? This is where I talk about something, and people start to make fun of me on yeah. the forum. This, sure. This is this is the moment right here. So all those who have been waiting, get your yep. fingers ready. You know the upgrade system for your weapons. Yeah. Sure. Sure. There's always that nagging feeling in the back of my mind that I'm upgrading the wrong weapon. Of course. And it oh, makes yeah. me not want to play the game. Like, I can't <laughs> deal with that kind of stress in my video games. Oh, yeah. Me and my wife are sitting on the couch, and she's like, oh, my God. You know, th- I had this with God of War, too. Yeah, God also. of War is the same thing. I can't handle it. I can't handle that much stress. You got to relax. It's here. worse than work. It's, it's worse than work at all. But I don't know. I don't think it's that it's stressful. Like, I like using the, the, the big sword or the big hammer. But maybe this one's dual, better. The dual sword is kind of cool, and I could upgrade it. Do I upgrade it? Do I wait and yeah. do the other one? Yeah. If I do this one, I'll never, am I going to even be able to upgrade? Am I upgrading the right? What happens if I get to the end boss and I can't use that weapon on this guy, and I just spent all my points upgrading it? Ah, turn it off. I think that's more of a problem with your neuroses than the actual game design. Is that is that more okay? Yeah. So it's my problem. Yeah. Uh, also, uh, I guess, I mean, I'm trying to think from on the Microsoft front if there's anything that I'm missing. You know, they had some mobile, they had some Gundam game there, uh, Mobile Ops or something, which is, uh, Stealth Gundam? No, nah, it's a game where you control a, you Do can you hear that? Get... No, I don't hear anything. Is that a giant robot? <laughs> right. No. No, no, no. We it's just the wind. It. It's just the wind. <laughs> it's, uh, it's not, it's like a game where you control the guy and you can get in and out of the robots. Yeah, not Stealth Gundam. Not stealth gun. It seemed okay. I don't know. I, I, I just I just picture a, a Gundam taking cover behind a building now. It seemed like it was pretty early in development, so I wasn't too excited about that. Okay. Uh, also at the Microsoft booth, they had Crisis, which is you know the EA first person mm-hmm. shooter game. You know, and their games for Windows uh, thing. Uh, Crisis is just looking awesome. The line was too long, so I didn't play it. But man, that game looks good. It's got to yeah. be one of the best looking games out there. Looks real cool. Um, I think that's about, you know, they had beautiful Katamari, Ace Combat, a lot of games that we've seen before at at, uh, E3. So that is pretty much it for Microsoft. I uh, I did get Stranglehold in the mail uh, this week, and I finished it already. So they sent it to you? No, I bought it. Oh, okay. I bought it from PlayAsia because I, uh, I, I, I really like uh, the demo. I, I really like the yeah, demo. Yeah, I like the demo too. And if you remember at E3, this was my pick for like the biggest surprise game. Yes. That it, so you that picked it, was it actually up. Good. So I picked it up and it is a short game. I finished it in three days and, you know, not playing, you know, maybe six or seven hour game. But I got to say, if you like the demo, you're going to love the full version. It's It's more of the same of the demo. But with a lot cooler environment. Like the environment in the demo that you play through is sort of boring. But Plus the environments get better than that. Yeah, they get much better. Better uh, stuff to slide on. Better stuff to slide on. A lot, you know, the destructible environments are 
are just incredible. It's got the, I think, the best destructible environments of any game. Uh, it's a pure action, mindless action game. And if you're a John Woo fan, a fan of those types of movies, you know, this is a, a, a game with, I guess you'd call this a movie license game. I mean, it's, it's a John Woo license game and it's not based on a specific movie, but it's supposed to be based off of those types of movies. It's got to be one of the, one of the best types of those games ever made in just terms of sheer fun. You know, it's it's a it's a must rent game. I feel if you're a fan of of action shooting games, it's just you know you the the bullet time works really well. It just throughout the whole game, throughout the whole six or seven hours, I was never tired of just slowing down time, diving through the air, and shooting a guy in the face and watching the blood splatter. How about shooting him in the uh, the man parts? In the niznacks? Yeah. yeah, I would. I shot him in the niznacks a lot. I went for the head a lot. Uh, it's, it was really did, fun. Did I you really go for any like it. obscure places on the body? Just yeah, you to can see shoot them in the ass. Like, if you shoot them in the ass, they grab their ass. Nice. How they about like around. in the ankle? Mm, you can. I mean, I'm sure you can. See, I'm going to go, I will go back and play this game and, and try to get some more achievements. Uh, you know, when you get, as you make your way through the levels, you can then go back and play those levels again. Oh, so you can play any level you either. Yeah, and, and there's even no, there's no online or multiplayer. No, there is, there is, no, there, there is. is. But it didn't seem to really work for me. It was so laggy, like I couldn't really even play it. Oh, so so forget about the multiplayer. The single player, it's where it's at. At the very least, I think you should rent it. Um, but it is a game that's so it's just pure arcade fun, an old school arcade action game that, and it's one that I wouldn't even sell back because I think it would just it's just fun to go back and play it. And I think I'm going to look up on GameFAQs or something like how to get more style points when you kill people. Because I, I wasn't doing well getting the style points. But uh, I really enjoyed it. Really enjoyed Very, Stranglehold. Yeah. Glad um, to hear it. I look forward to a price drop. Yeah. I mean, once this game gets cheaper, I think it's definitely a must a must buy um, for fans of that type of game. Also hoping they have some downloadable content where they'll add other levels. That would be cool. I would definitely be up for that. All right. Uh, I did check out a game. I only checked out one game behind closed doors. And that was a game called They, they. For, the, for the PC and also Xbox 360 and PS3. But the game's not coming out till 2009. Now, this oh, is a game. A, that's a ways away. Being developed by a, a German company, and they actually contacted me, and I was like, you know, I, I'd heard of the game, and so you heard... followed a bunch of Germans into a closed-off room and felt comfortable Dude, about it. Check this out. So I go into this room. It's two guys in a room, this little closet of a room, and one of the guys has dyed orange hair, and during the demo, he just starts smoking. Welcome to our demo. Yeah, and he starts smoking. Now, of course, there's no smoking in this building. But that doesn't stop him from smoking in his private little box <laughs> that's, you know, in front of the guy who's supposed to be covering your game, who probably is not a big fan of smoking. That's me. Yeah. Anyway, this is a first-person shooter, which is, has a pretty cool concept. And maybe, I don't know, you tell me if you think this is cool. Um, I'm ready to listen. You only get one weapon, okay? But... You get to totally customize your weapon just as if, just like you're customizing your cars in Forza. 
So there's a lot of different add-ons for the weapon and different slots that you can put them in on the weapon. And that will change how this weapon functions. So you can add like electricity to the weapon or like a stabilizer to the weapon. Or well, What's the base weapon? It's a crazy looking weapon. It's what hard to describe. Mean? It's a futuristic looking crazy gun. So but it takes place in the future? It takes place in the future where there are these robots attacking London. And the robots are possessed by... They seem to be controlled by... Are they German by, robots attacking London? I, I don't think so. The robots are controlled by aliens, though. So you see, like, these glowing alien things. Only Germans can make a game about attacking London. Yes, go on. <laughs> the, you see, like, these alien, glowing orange alien life forms sort of hovering on top of robots... So the aliens are controlling the robots who are attacking you. And if you kill the alien part of the robot, then the robots can't talk to each other anymore. The aliens have some sort of communication network. So I don't know. It seemed the concept seemed cool. The gun concept I was really into. Like it was it see and they show you like the gun No, it and, does it does sound like a good idea. I was thinking maybe like you started off with something very basic like a revolver, and you can add no, on to your no, revolver. No, no, Kind of like in, uh, I don't know, for, like in Bioshock. No, or it's much Resident more... Evil 4. It's much more in-depth than that. So instead of just, like, upgrading your... It's not really like you're upgrading your weapon. It's you're making a weapon. See, I kind of like the idea of, you know, you... But if you picked, say, the revolver, you're stuck with just a revolver. No, 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 game no. That you, you can upgrade on to. You can mix and match throughout the game and set presets so you can... You know, try out different combinations. You can paint the gun and and apply decals like Forza. It it was it seemed when they were demonstrating it to me, it was one of those things that seemed like it was such a good idea that you were surprised that nobody ever came up with it before. Yeah, but anyway, it does sound like a good idea. Yeah, the game's a long way off, so I'm sure. But I'm sure you'll be hearing about they more and more. Yes, yes, we will. Yes. So I think that's all I have to say about Tokyo Game Show. Well, you said a good amount. Yeah, I'm tired. You should be. So, yeah, I was glad that it wasn't as crowded as last year. You could actually, like, you know, I think, you know, last year, because it was P- the PS3 launch last year. So every, uh, you know, yeah. everybody wanted to check out PS3. The Sony booth was just packed. Like, you couldn't even see the floor. Like, it was just butts to nuts the whole time. This year, it was not. And I wonder if this is because people really just aren't that interested in PS3. No, 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 no. I wanted to keep my nuts away from butts. Oh, see, I learned that about you today. Yeah, yeah. So, I don't know. I wonder if it's just like the, you know, people weren't interested in PS3 as much. Or, you know, the hype had died down, I guess. Or because they spread the industry days over two days, maybe that helped. Um, but the Sony booth was definitely less crowded this year, and the Microsoft booth was definitely more crowded hmm. than it was I'm previous surprised. years. Yeah. I mean, I remember the first year. I was here for the first Microsoft booth, and that was just basically me. It was me and the, the booth babes. Microsoft Do you had, come with the car? I'll tell you something. Microsoft had 
nice booth babes and a lot of them. They had they must have had a hundred booth babes. And they were nice. They wear these did, little did short shorts. Did they recognize shorts. you? No, no. They wear little short shorts and uh, a, a half cut uh, hoodie sweatshirt, but it it ends at their rib cage basically. <laughs> and cowboy boots. White cowboy boots. You got to see Play Play Asia has a, a photo gallery, all different photo galleries at Tokyo Game Show, and they have one just with booth babes. Of course. So that was really good. So I had a great time at the show, and I really, I really need to thank our listeners and our our website visitors, users, community, the whole CAD community, because it's pretty amazing for me. That, you know, I'm just walking through the show and I have people coming up to me saying, you're GPD. And it's a pretty amazing feeling, Wombat. I mean, you know, I'm just a man with a man's your, courage. You put your pants on just like everybody else. Nothing but a man who could never fail. There you go. But it's so thank you, everybody, for your support, because. I mean, it's just amazing, and I had a great time hanging out with you know a lot of the the journalists from uh, from America, and it was just it was a great show for me. I just I had a great time this year, much 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 better than last year. Good, good. I'm glad. I'm um, glad you had a good time. A couple pieces. Oh, I forgot some. Well, I'll get it to it. Let's you know we have a we need to give away some stuff, Wombat, this week. We have stuff to give away. Yeah, this is I guess this will fall under the CAG game shopping news. And stuff. Okay, so what are we giving away? We have twenty five free oh, passes. Oh, that's right. You told me about this. Okay, yeah, go ahead. Twenty five free passes to give away. What was it for the E for All Expo? And this is courtesy of our friends at Game Quest Direct. Now. I don't know how to give these away. I mean, I, I guess I'll create a thread in the CADcast forum. Okay. And what? Should people what should people post? To get a pass for E for all? Yeah. Uh, this is in October. Oh, so you... This is in late October. Yeah. I will not be there. I will be hopefully a father at that point. Jeez. <laughs> that's pretty scary. Yeah. Oh, that's scary. Yes. It is scary. It is getting scary. Well, that I will admit. And you picked a middle name for the child already, right? A middle name? Yeah. Well, okay. The first name, we got Ty. Okay. Yes. The middle name, we're thinking... Juan? No, no. J. Like, I don't know. We're throwing... We, it would be cool if he could have the initials TJ. So how about uh, people have to post a name that begins with the letter J? Well, my wife wants to have it just but be no J. Doubles. She wants us to have J as the letter, and that's his name. Like J. Allard. I see. So I don't know. But wait. The E for All Expo. How about you post what game you're looking forward to playing at E for All Expo? It sounds good. And why you're looking forward to playing it. Now it's convoluted. Okay. Well, whatever. Just mention a game, a game or mention two. Mention a video whatever. game. Yeah, mention a Show video. us that. It's, just mention any game. Mention just do whatever you want. Just post in the thread. Just post in the damn thread. A bit, yeah. Tell a big, us what you like about Space Invaders. It'll be in the CADcast forum. A big thanks to GameQuestDirect.com, uh, online retailer, who we have a fresh batch of deals on the front page of CAG that you can check out uh, for this week. Uh, so yeah, African Safari, here I come. Is that what it is? No, it's Alaskan, uh, right? Alaskan, <laughs> Alaskan Adventures. Alaskan Adventures, here I come. 
On to some other shopping news. Uh, there's a price drop on a few Xbox Live Arcade games. Yeah, they're crappy, though. Yeah, ba- Bankshot, Billiards 2, Frogger, and Hardwood Spades. Uh, for And that ends. It's from Wednesday to October. Wednesday to Tuesday, October 2nd. Woohoo. I don't know. Do you even want to do a news blast? Uh, you want to nah. do some CAG bag question? Or just wrap it up? Whatever you want. I could do a, a CAG Let's wrap it up. Right? Oh, let's okay, wrap right. it up. Let's wrap okay. it up. Next week. You know, we'll have some more show, of course, for you. I think I'm going to try to get Major Nelson for next week because I, I got a lot of questions for him. And I don't think they're going to be your typical questions that you hear from other interviews. They're going to be good ones. So, Wombat. It's going to be exciting. Then. Should be exciting. We'll get somebody for next week, maybe. Maybe not. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I just work here. Yes. Thanks for listening, everyone. Uh, enjoy the Halos. I'm sure you'll be playing lots of Halos. And see you next week. See ya. This commercial is based on a true story. Hello? Tracy. No, we don't need a babysitter tonight. Thanks, anyway. After a family bought an Atari video game, they had no trouble getting babysitters. Hello? Kate. No, we don't need a babysitter tonight. Bye. Everybody enjoys Atari because Atari has so many different games to enjoy. Hello? Karen. No, we don't need a babysitter tonight. No other company offers you as many different video game cartridges as Atari.